In the next hour, we want to put a smile on your face, elevate your endorphins, and bring you happiness. Welcome to Say Yes, Be Happy with Natalie Botros. We spend so much of our lives chasing happiness, it might just be where you least expect it to be. Natalie and her guests are going to show you how and where to find it. And now, your host, Natalie Botros. Welcome, everyone. I'm Natalie Botros, your host, and this is my podcast, Say Yes, Be Happy. Every week in this podcast, I talk about a different subject of our daily life. And me and my guests, we try to find the silver lining, the happy, the positive in it. And we always, always find the fun part of it, of life. So this week, we're going to talk about a subject that I really actually learn more and more every day. It's mental fitness how our mindset can bring us to success. And I brought you a guest who helps his clients increase their performance via mental fitness. Let me tell you about him. He is a certified performance coach, speaker, and former NFL wide receiver turned entrepreneur, author, and for fun, he teaches yoga sculpt. He most recently became a published author of Accelerate, a guided playbook for young dreamers, scholars, artists, and athletes. He uses his performance coaching skills to shift thinking, reframe leadership concepts, team building, and increase performance levels by building your mental fitness and playing to your strengths. Please welcome Ziz Abdurraouf. Hi, Ziz. Hi. Very welcome. <laughs> welcome, welcome to the show. I'm like really excited and I have like a lot of questions and I'm sure our listeners are going to have some questions too. So before getting into mental fitness. Let's talk about you being an NFL player. How did it happen? <laughs> How did it <Yeah>. go? <laughs> well, it, you know, the NFL, it stands for the National Football League, but sometimes it stands for not for long because my career was very short. Uh, I lasted um, really technically two years, under two years. So my first game, I caught a pass on the sideline and popped the groin muscle. And that was actually preseason. So I was on injured reserve for the entire year, you know, with the NFL, like I said, not for long. They brought in a completely different coach, a general manager. So a lot of changes. And uh, my my skill set didn't really fit the new skills that they were looking for. So they let me go in my second year. But the experience was wonderful. You know, it was, uh, you know, being an athlete is super awesome because, you have that, you develop that attitude, that can-do attitude. And the, the best thing to me about it is you're around other individuals who also have that same type of attitude. Mm-hmm. So to me, it's, it's, it's a wonderful thing. I think young people, especially um, in middle school and high school, if you start to develop those skills then, it's something that can translate really well into business or being an entrepreneur into life in general. So I think it's a great skill, like being an athlete, um, even if you even if you're not that good, you know, yeah. it's just being coachable is super fun. <laughs> yeah. I mean, do you have like any specific, specific tips for for those aspiring students or like the parents will listen to us? About, actually, you, you know what? I'm going to start with three letters. F-U-N. Let them have fun. Parents don't overwhelm them. Let them have fun. That's a part. That's why I started playing. I actually didn't. When I started playing football, there was a weight limit. I started playing. I think I was in like fifth grade and I wasn't that good. I was horrible. As a matter of fact, once I remember my jersey, you know, you had the white pants, a white top, you're in your shoulder pads and I didn't get into the game. So all of a sudden I looked around, no one saw me and I put my hands in the dirt and I put it all over my pants just so it looked like I had played. <laughs> well, d- during those times, could you do the selfies? Was it like very end and then like, like put it on social media? <laughs> <laughs> well, this was, this was pre. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Pre- pre-internet. <laughs> but you know, yeah. the thing about it though is, you know, that was like when I was in fifth, sixth grade, but I played in a neighborhood with other other young people. And the cool thing about that was when you played with older people, older students, they started teaching you things here and there. And if they could, if they saw that you had some athletic ability, you know, they would encourage you. And to me, one of the things that I think is you start to learn leadership ability mm-hmm. without parent involvement. Yeah. Let the young people develop their skills, let them develop their voice. 
And that's one of the things that I see that's missing nowadays is back in my day, you know, you know, obviously it was the older people. And then when I got to that point, it was me who was working with younger people. So you develop those skills um, of having a voice, um, taking responsibility, so to speak, because yeah. someone had to organize who brought what, um, what, who was going to bring the baseball, who was going to bring the bat, you know, who's going to bring the football, all those things. Plus you had to reach out to your friends to get enough people to play. So you learn different things versus having your parents organize everything. So I think that's a missing skill, so to speak. So I wish we go back. I hope we could go back to that where the young people, they figured out how to play with one another. And also, you know, the big skill that you learn empathy. Yeah. You learn empathy. You know, you learn how to, you learn how to take when people say things to you. And sometimes when they go, Oh, wow, I didn't, I didn't mean to hurt your feelings. I'm sorry. You know, you learn those things on the playground. So I think that's a, a big lesson in life and in our society that we need is, is more empathy. Yeah. And so you took all those skills and you reinvented yourself as you, you got certified as a performance coach and you used mental fitness. And I'm sure like at the beginning, I had to like really like say what? <laughs> Tell us mental fitness. What does that mean to start with? You know, it really sh short, simple way of thinking about it is challenges happen in life. Sometimes life throws you a curveball. You go up when you think you're going down and you so on and so forth. So mental fitness is, is being able to handle the challenges of what's happening in life with the attitude that's going to help you prevail versus the attitude that's going to sink you. So essentially, if you think about it from a standpoint of like positive versus the negative. So uh, Shirzad Shamin wrote a book called Positive Intelligence. Uh, he's a Stanford lecturer as well as a Yale lecturer, and it's a New York best-selling book. And uh, there's a framework uh, where he talks about the sage part of your brain, which is different than the, the saboteur part of your brain when we judge ourselves. So a really simple way of looking at it is, let's say you're about to go on stage public speaking, and most people are so afraid. So you get in your own head, and your head is like, Yeah, get that, 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 yeah. that, those inner thoughts. You can't do that. What do you, who do you think you are? And that's not someone else saying it. That's you talking to yourself. So what mental fitness talks about is being able to capture that moment, calm yourself down to where you can go, okay, hold on. I'm going on stage in three minutes. What am I going to do? How am I going to do? Instead of having your amygdala, I like to call it your Amy G. Dalla, the part of your brain that controls fear. And sometimes, you know, you freeze up and, and sometimes you're just, you, you want to fight. So it's that fear flight um, mode that sometimes we get into, which yeah. doesn't serve us very well. Whereas if you switch to the other part of your brain, another part of your brain that operates from that place of curiosity, Hey, what's, what's, the, what's the worst that could happen if I get on stage and I share my expertise, you know, versus, oh, my God, this is going to happen. So when you get too far ahead of yourself, that's how anxiety happens. And then if you go too far in the past, that's where depression lies. So it's being present, really, truly being present to what's actually happening. So, I mean, of course, like logic, what you say is logical. But if we have to give because like before the going on on stage or even like, you know, for me, it was like before starting my podcast, you know, like you have that excitement. You don't think about all this. If there are like, like few things that you can give us as tips, like brief, or like, is there like some techniques for us to get in you this just, mindset? <laughs> yeah. You just said one, breathe, breathe, like breathing in through your nose and maybe out of your nose. And you think about the breath and, and as you start to do those things. So some people say, this is mindfulness, it's meditation. Um, but, but it is the tough thing about meditation is you typically aren't in a room by yourself with everyone else. When you're about to go into a boardroom, you're the CEO, you're about to go into a boardroom and you know that it might be a hostile meeting and you might be a practitioner of meditation. And you're like, okay, how am I going to approach this? So you can use visual techniques where you may just focus and just for a split of time, you focus in on Like maybe what you see outside and you just kind of gather your thoughts, you settle your mind down and you focus in on like what your plan is. So 
you know, that's one way. Sometimes, you know, what you can do is this. You can take your fingertips and just start at the top of your hand and go down to your wrist and, and just don't let your mind drift. Just focus on what you feel. Like, what's the temperature? Is it cold? Is it warm? What does it feel like? Get really, really curious. And, you know, that's another way. But then the other way is, you know, like I said, there's visual, there's tactile, yeah. there's what you smell. There's also what you hear. So you can use your five senses to bring yourself back to focus in on the part of your brain that's going to be much more resourceful versus the part of your brain that's going to be like, oh, my God, you suck. You can't do this. You can't do that. And, and we all have that. We have that inner chatter. Um, you know, in a positive intelligence framework, we call it the, the judge. Yeah, <laughs> sometimes, yeah, exactly. sometimes people name the judge. Yeah. Um, I think Shrizad calls his judge the executioner. I've never named my judge. And what I do is I try not to give so much power to those to the saboteur. And I'll, I'll give you a great example. This, this goes back to my college football days. We're playing at Clemson. A lot of people may know where that university is. They won the national championship several times over the last few years. And I played at the University of Maryland. So it's like a minute 20 left on the clock. We're, you know, it's, it's, I don't know if you've ever been there. It's unbelievable experience. You know, you got orange and white, the fans are just into it. And we got to score a touchdown. You know, I'm a wide receiver. So the play comes in from the huddle. So that's how old I was. So now they signal the plays in. So <laughs> someone brings the play in to the quarterback, the quarterback calls the play and and, and and essentially the play was we're running nine, nine, nine. So a nine is a, you just run as fast as you can down the field and try to catch the ball. So as I said, I'm the wide receiver. I'm going out to my position. I'm going out to my position. I'm like, don't drop the ball. Don't drop the ball. Don't drop the ball. <laughs> and then you drop. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> right, right. Exactly. And you know why, Natalie? You know why I dropped the ball? Because that's what I was thinking. Yeah. But this Instead is like of, when you, you bike to, they say like, don't focus on the, on the post or like on the tree. If you focus on it, you're going to go and like crutch the tree. <laughs> right. Right. And, and it's, it's a challenge. So yeah. sometimes people focus, they don't focus on the outcome that they desire. Yeah. They focus on all the barriers that are in the way. Yeah. Like you said, like the tree or yeah. whatever. So no, it's, it's, it's a training and it takes time. It's a process. It doesn't happen overnight. Um, that whole thing about you can, you can change in 21 days, eh, 21 days. <laughs> if you, st if you look it up, it's really, it, it's somewhere between 66 and 270 days where it takes to form a habit yeah. and it takes, time. it just takes time. Of course. I mean, my thing is like, I always like think in my mind, I'm like in an hour, it's going to be done. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you survive to everything. You will survive to that. But it's true. But I, I love to live on adrenaline. But I know that some people, they're like terrified. They, they go like even public speaking or you don't need to be public speaking. Let's talk about someone going, you know, in a board meeting or in a new adventure and they don't know they, they freeze. So few of these techniques will be, as you said, briefing and then think about the outcome and not like the moment itself and use your senses, use your mind. Don't like, you know, like get out of it, basically. <laughs> well, it, it's, it's really important. So sometimes what happens is, is we're, we aren't able to discern between, if, is it us thinking or is it oh, yeah. another voice that's coming in saying something else? So we sometimes are our own worst enemy. You know, our mind is of our course. friend and yep. sometimes it's our worst enemy. So we can you know, be our own sab saboteur, as you said, like we can be like the biggest judge. I mean, we know that about our, our personality, our abilities, our bodies, everything. Like we're like really our worst enemy. I have right. a question from uh, Facebook. Rebecca is asking um, a specific angle of mental fitness. Could it be a good way to work not only on concentration, but also on the memory? aspect of the mind to exercise memory and avoid, for example, having blanks during a speech or any presentation in front of a public. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes, yes. So just sort of like what we were just talking about, Rebecca, yeah. um, think about the outcome that you want. And if I, if, you know, when I, before I do a speech, so if it's a month ahead of time, I'm already in my mind imagining what I look like on stage, if it's on stage, if it's a Zoom, what it looks like, what I'm wearing, what I'm saying. And I get that visualization in my mind and I get really clear as to like what I'm going to talk about. And I may not write down the specifics. I will just go big picture themes 
and just go in that direction. And the reason why I say that, because if you, if you are going to do that, if it's really coming from you inside your heart, you have the information. It's there. It's allowing and getting out of your own way and allowing what needs to be said to come out in free flow. So it would be the work that you do ahead of time that's going to be the key as to whether or not you're successful on stage. And if you make a mistake, so what? You make a mistake. The only person that knows you made a mistake or you didn't say what you meant not to say is you. No one else knows unless you tell everyone. You ever, you ever been on stage where everyone says, oh, I didn't mean to say that? Look, well, we didn't know. If you, if you didn't tell everyone, like you just, like I just indicated, yeah. you wouldn't know. So that happens a lot of times. So Rebecca, a lot of it is just get a clear sense of what it is that you want to say and what you want to do and what it looks like visualize it and then really, really encompass what it feels like. Yeah. Really encompass what it feels like. And once you get there, you'll be able to do it because you'll continue to practice that. I mean, you know what? My in my put on this will be we're humans. You can't forget. You can't have a blank. Just make a joke about it. It's not the end of the world. Presidents are doing it. Like everyone is doing it. Say, oops, what was I going to say? And always a joke like relaxes everyone and then you will be relaxed too. So I really think that it's, it's, it's not the end of the world if we don't, we have a blank or we block. It's, it's just like to break this barrier and to do the first step. And then I'm sure that when they do, they break all this, it will be much easier. Exactly. exactly. I mean, it's how many times, like before even starting the podcast, I was like being said, like, if like sometimes you do something wrong, I said, oops, sorry, <laughs> that's a mistake. You know, you see you laugh. It's like, we're human. And then like, let's use that. And I think this is the right way to be. Nobody's expecting you to be perfect because it's, it's like too much asking from you and from them as well. Exactly. I mean, exactly. I'm sure like, I mean, we're going to talk like in deep about, more details about that, about this mon- mindset, and you're going to continue giving us like more tips. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> sure. absolutely. About the mental fitness and all this. We're about to take our first break. Uh, we're talking with Coach Sis. <laughs> he is a performance coach, an ex NFL player, and he used his athlete mindset to help his clients. He, he keeps using it <laughs> to help his clients to be the best of themselves to increase their performances. We will be back just after the break. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Is something missing from your life and you can't define what it is? Are you someone who seems to have it all yet are missing the most important thing to be happy? The Hungry for Happy online course may just be what you need now. Natalie Botros has created this course for you to find happiness, regardless of your body issues and or relationship status. Take the online questionnaire now to find out if this is a good match for you at thebond-vivantgirl.com and click Happiness Course. Whatever your budget, Natalie, the happiness fairy, has set up plans to help everyone find their happiness. Get a preview of the curriculum before you take the happiness plunge. Visit the bond-vivantgirl.com and click happiness course. In Natalie's own words, What do you have to lose? Say yes. Be happy. The Hungry for Happy online course is waiting for you now at the bond-vivantgirl.com. Streaming live. The leader in Internet talk radio. VoiceAmerica.com. You're listening to Say Yes, Be Happy. To reach our show today, we invite you to phone in to 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or send an email to bvg at thebond-vivantgirl.com. Now, back to Say Yes, Be Happy. Welcome back, everyone. I'm Natalie Botros. I'm talking with Ziz, an ex-NFL player who is a performance coach who helps his clients through mental fitness 
finding their peak performance. And just before the break, we were talking about starting or like doing your speech or, you know, like unblocking the block, the blockage that you have to do something new. Actually, I received another question during the break. It's someone who's saying, how can you destroy the roadblocks during your way to success? That's a great question. Really, really good question. And I don't know if the roadblocks actually get destroyed. What actually happens is I think with with the mental fitness aspect of things, you get stronger in recognizing where you are. So what actually happens, so say, you you know, let's use a hurdle, for instance, Mm -hmm. instead of the hurdle being super, super high, the hurdle reduces in size because your strength, your fitness, your mental fitness is at a level to where that hurdle, the size of it no longer matters. Because there are always challenges in life that we face. Um, you know, for instance, I watched a football game two days ago. It was um, Notre Dame, Florida State. The quarterback that came in was someone who actually sustained probably like it, it was an injury that was so horrific. They didn't think he was going to walk again, let alone play football. So not only did he play football, he actually came into the game. He, he, he delivered uh, some key winning drives. Floor State tied the game up. Unfortunately, they lost, but it's such a great story. But a lot of it started with here, his mindset. And he had that mindset that I'm going to walk again. I'm going to throw a football again. I'm going to run again. So he, it wasn't just here. It wasn't just saying it. He had to put the work in to do it. And that's the, that's the connecting piece, so to speak. So mental fitness isn't just about like thinking it. You just got to put the work in. So you can't get bigger biceps by just looking at them, you, you gotta you gotta increase the weight that you're lifting with mm-hmm. if you want to increase the muscle size. So it takes time. You have to put the work in on a pretty much on a daily basis. So like me, for instance, you know, I knew that I had the show coming up today. So I did a lot of PQ reps yesterday <laughs> and I did some this morning. And it was just to clear my mind. So when I come on, I knew that. I have the answers inside of me. So instead of freezing, if you ask me a question, I'm going, oh, my God, I know what that answer is. I just naturally let it come out because I'm very calm. I'm very resourceful. I'm just having fun. You know, like Bridget said, have fun with this interview and and, and be happy and smile and just take it all in. So so mental fitness requires work. I mean, there's work to be done and, and consistency is needed and also discipline. But you have this natural athlete mindset and some people have to train that mindset, you know, like keeping it calm because like athletes, their mindset is just amazing. They, they, they go till the end, even if they're in pain. I mean, like, I know that you want to say, say <laughs> it's well, like, you know really- what though? So, so you said, and, and I'm glad you said that. So a lot of times people do think it, it's, some of it is natural. We're, we have certain talents, no doubt about that. However, this is the beauty of when you play a team sport you're with other individuals who also have talents. And then you have coaches who help coach you to become better. They also let you know what you're not doing so well because everything is filmed. We always say, uh, a lot of times the guys would say, the eye in the sky does not lie because everything is filmed. So mm-hmm. there was a play where I caught a touchdown. I actually got you know, an RBI because they, they said it was a touchdown. So it was a great play because it was a touchdown. But he said, I didn't run it the right route. I didn't catch the ball cleanly, so I got a plus, a minus, an error, and a great play, all on the same play. So this constant feedback, and that constant feedback loop allows us to get better because we will go work on those things. So if I didn't catch the ball cleanly, I can go work on catching the ball cleanly. If I'm going to talk in front of students or if I'm going to take the stage, you practice those things. If I'm going to be in front of the board members, you practice those things. So... Yes, we do have natural talents, but you have to work on them. Yeah. You have to work on them all the time. And athletes, so the guy that, and I'm not necessarily a Tom Brady fan, but what I love is what Tom Brady is doing at the age that he yeah. is and performing at a high level. And what has he done over the years? He's completely transformed his body. The mental piece he knows really well, and he's been playing over 20 years. You can't throw anything at him that he's not going to pick up. But his film study, the people around him, what he says to his teammates, how he says what to his teammates, when he says it, super, super important. So 
it's it, it is natural talent, but there's a lot of work that's involved. So that's the that's the point about um, mental fitness or any other physical fitness and what it is that we need to do is being self-aware. Exactly. And then, like, I think like the, the, the big word that we have to write it down is like prepare. You have to prepare. You have to like get ready for it. It's not going to I mean, of course, some people, they have some natural you know, talents to be a speaker or to be an athlete. But even those people, I mean, like what I love with artists, even artists, let's talk about that, like singers. Do you think that Jennifer Lopez or Madonna, I don't know, like who was like Henry said, they just come out and then they sing, you know, like, no, they train, they, they work hard for it. They really, really work hard for it. And then they're ready. But that, Natalie, like what you just said, hard work, and I don't think people understand the amount of work that's needed. And, mm-hmm. and sometimes they look and it, it looks so easy. So, so here's a great example. Simone Biles in the Olympics. At the top, she's the elite. And she had, some, she had a situation where she wasn't able to perform. So then she took a step back and she continued to work. I, was, you know, I watched her behind the scenes just continue to work you know, working on the flips. I don't remember exactly what it's called, but just not knowing where you are in the air and landing on the soft cushion, just her just continuing to work. And she's someone who is an Olympian already. She, a gold medal Olympian, but she was still willing to put the work in because she wasn't at the level that she needed to be at. Yeah. So what happens? Because like you said, like, don't forget the fun. Someone is trying to get there. And then along the way, they're working so hard that they kind of lose the fun. For anything. I mean, it can be for, again, like for sports or for any work. So how do they find back that fun? Like, what is your, your, what are your tips? <laughs> my, my tip would be is to understand like what your values are. So there are a lot of individuals, let's use, use health, for instance, or wellness, and, or some, some, someone says, oh, I want to lose X amount of pounds. Well, is it about losing the pounds or creating the habit that will get you to that point? So sometimes it might be just saying, you know what? I think like when you, before we came on air, you were like, you know what? Every hour, walk around your house for a minute, go yeah. outside and walk around your house a minute. And then maybe what happens is you increase it to two minutes, three minutes, five minutes. That's one way that, that you can just do it for yourself or you get a coach or you get a friend that holds you accountable and you say, I need to start doing this in order to lose weight. And individuals like doing it with someone, um, is a big is a big help for a lot of people. Yeah. I mean about moving I know that like to your followers you're a big challenge guy <laughs> and then you ask them to do push-ups <laughs> maybe we should ask to our listeners to do some push-ups and then as I call it you know there's like this reality TV workout everybody watches that thing the, the, those shows where like you don't want to watch but you're watching and every time that I, I tell to my guys every time that you hear oh my god this is amazing do 10 push-ups. <laughs> yeah, so maybe, like exactly. Maybe we should call, you know, collaborate you and I, and then create this challenge and listeners, you have to do it. You know, I love and, that idea. And then like make you move because like mo- moving your body, what people don't get, it's that moving your body makes you think better. <laughs> They're like really mind and body are really, really connected. I mean, you're an athlete, you know, that better than I do. And I have sometimes, days where I don't do that, but you, I'm sure you're doing it religiously. <laughs> and it Pretty helps. consistently. But you know yeah. what though, even, even, you know, so I've been doing a hundred pushups every single day, probably the last four months. So out of those four months, I've probably only missed two or three days. So then the day that I miss, I'll double. So it's like, that's, that's my, in my head, I'm like, I'm being accountable to myself. Yeah. And of course, then I write it down. I'm like, okay, this is what I'm going to do. Um, but like what you said, but I, I love that push-up idea. I love yeah. push-ups. The reason why is because it works the entire body. The yeah. other point that you made, just to go back to it for a moment, we talk about chemicals. Like I don't drink. I'm not into drugs or any of that stuff. And the reason why is because you can produce your own chemicals that'll make you happy. Yeah. That'll make Endorphins. you. Endorphins. Yeah. 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 So why, why take something else? Why, why numb your senses? I, I never quite understood that. So I'm like oh. into the whole produce it yourself, um, be around other people who are smiling. Like you naturally smiling is making me smile. I'm like, I have so much energy right now. And I feel like I'm like, ah. <laughs> give us some push-ups. 
<laughs> but push-ups are like really, I mean, like working out, it's, it releases your endorphins. People don't get that. They're like, oh, no, I don't have time. I have this pain, that pain. No, you have to do it. And I know that it sounds so, it can be push-up or any other thing. It's why I tell my followers to dance because dance, you don't think that you're doing you know, like working out, but actually it's amazing and it's great for your body. It's great for your mental health because it releases those endorphins, those happy, 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 happy chemicals, basically. Absolutely. Start with something that you like to do, because if you like doing it, then you'll continue to do it. And that's the, that's the challenge. Sometimes people start with the dreaded push-up, but that's not something you like to do. Don't do that. Pick something like a walk, whatever it is, just start. Yeah, that's great. So listeners, if you think about the challenge, send us and then we will share and then like we will create the challenge. It can be like a simple, it can be push-ups, it can be sit-ups, it can be dance challenge. Like tell us what you're thinking and then we can take that <laughs> and then do it, <laughs> you know? And then like we will keep you accountable and you have to keep us accountable too because like Ziz and I, we will have to do those and then show it to you. <laughs> As a matter of fact, you know what I'll do? I will share my push-ups today and I will tag you, Natalie. And, and, and then, of course, we can, you can just, we can continue to do that. So if anyone who does accept the challenge, tell us you're in, tag us both on Instagram, and we'll go from there. Exactly. But I, I, I'm not sure if I can do 100 push-ups. <laughs> do you do them in a row? So, Natalie, we're going to break it down. We're going to break okay. it down. We're going to break it down to five. We can break it down to 10. I typically, so here's, I'll give you a great example. I typically, I change up the number that I do and I change up the, I vary the types of pushups that I do. So typically I'll just do 10 sets of 10. And then tomorrow I might do three sets of 30 and then 10. I change it. Might be four sets of 25. So this morning um, I added in kettlebell swings. So I did five sets of 20 pushups and five sets of 20 kettlebell swings. So I just, it's, that's yeah. how I like playing the game in my own head. And that's what I did. And then of course I tag my friend, Jody, who's in Canada. She's big into um, the kettlebells and that's something that. Um, yeah. Why not? Yeah. 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 Especially. So let's do, because like some people they're like, they're, you know, they're not push up people. Let's start with 10. Let's start with 10. And then if you guys want to increase, you will increase. And when you tag me, I'm going to do those and I'm going to tag the next person and the next person has to do it. (laughs) Awesome. I like that. I love that. (laughs) Great. And and if you can't do 10, do five, two sets of five. Exactly. Perfect. So I hope like our listeners are going to do that and we're going to play the game of moving and then (laughs) getting those endorphins out. Um. So we, we, I mean, we talked about mental fitness and I know that you're helping your clients to, to increase their performance. So all these are the steps to get. If someone comes to you, how do you start? Like, you know, let's say I'm calling you. I said, I need your help. So how do we do that? <laughs> so first I'm going to listen. I'm going to do a lot of listening. So a lot of times what, what comes out of someone's mouth, that's just what they're saying. And then I'm listening for really what is it that they're telling me? Mm-hmm. And sometimes what they're telling me is they're not confident. They don't really believe that they can do what they can do. Um, some, as a matter of fact, I'm working with someone who recently retired about two years ago and is just trying to figure out like where they are. So they're doing a major pivot in life that, that part of that major pivot is physical. So we're started with five pushups because that person also wants to lose 20 to 30 pounds. Mm-hmm. So the mental piece. And, and so here's what actually, this was the actual challenge. I said, okay, by the end of today, by the end of today, tag me in doing five pushups. And the reason why I did that is I wanted to see, are they really committed to what it is that they say they are committed to? And you have to get started. So when you, instead of, <laughs> instead of allowing that inner thought or the judge to come into your mind and go, oh no, you don't need to do that. Oh, my arm hurts or this hurts or that hurts. Oh, I don't have time. Those are excuses. They're excuses. And, and I'll, I'll take you back to when I played college football. I ruptured an Achilles tendon in my senior year. It was my fourth year playing football, fourth game of the season. I never made it off the line of scrimmage because my Achilles tendon went pop. So that meant that I was in a cast. My leg atrophied. 
that was September. I actually did not start running again until April. Mm-hmm. So you could tell that was a long time ago. Technology is a little different, but it kind of tells you like I had a lot of work to do and it was hard. I mean, it was probably no doubt one of the most difficult things that it took for me physically to overcome, but it was also the mental piece. So I said to myself, because I had an original goal was when I left the University of Maryland, I wanted to be the leading receiver in yardage and receptions. Yeah. And that's not what really drove me. What drove me was I just wanted to help my teammates. That was one, two, just my commitment to the others who were around me. And then three, the commitment to myself and my family. That's and, amazing. Um, you know, yeah. I was I was able to successfully do that, but my teammates were a big part of that. And that's the that's what I love about team sports is because you have others around you who also encourage and support you, which is huge. You know, that's mental fitness. If you have other people who are also doing the same thing, you know, it's contagious. Yeah. Get a community around you. We're about to take our second break and we're talking with Ziz about performance, peak mental fitness, getting there, succeeding, whatever we want to do and breaking all the roadblocks. We will see you just after the break. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Is something missing from your life and you can't define what it is? Are you someone who seems to have it all, yet are missing the most important thing, to be happy? The Hungry for Happy online course may just be what you need now. Natalie Botros has created this course for you to find happiness, regardless of your body issues and or relationship status. Take the online questionnaire now to find out if this is a good match for you at thebond-vivantgirl.com and click Happiness Course. Whatever your budget, Natalie, the happiness fairy, has set up plans to help everyone find their happiness. Get a preview of the curriculum before you take the happiness plunge. Visit the bond-vivantgirl.com and click happiness course. In Natalie's own words, What do you have to lose? Say yes. Be happy. The Hungry for Happy online course is waiting for you now at the bond-vivantgirl.com. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. You're listening to Say Yes, Be Happy. To reach our show today, we invite you to phone in to 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or send an email to bvg at thebond-vivantgirl.com. Now, back to Say Yes, Be Happy. Welcome back, everyone. I'm Natalie Botros, your host. I'm talking with Zez, who is a performance coach and who uses his ex-career as an NFL player, this athlete mindset, to push his clients to the best, to success, to peak their performances. Just before the break, we we gave you a challenge, (laughs) a push-up challenge. And actually, during the break, Ziz was telling me about the study on firefighters. You want to share again? Yeah, so essentially a couple of years ago, uh, Harvard University did a study on firefighters. And essentially, they came up with an idea of 40 maximum push-ups if if you're able to do 40 uninterrupted push-ups, your cardiovascular possibility of an event happening decreases. So, of course, the lower you go, then that means it increases. Of course. And uh, what's interesting is we're talking about firefighters, so they're pretty active. You know, that's their type of job is very demanding. It's very physical. Uh, unfortunately, they did not study women in this particular study, but uh, I would imagine, you know, there's a correlation at some point, but... To me, when I think about that, I'm like, wow, 40 is a big number. So instead of me saying it's a big number, I'm mentally going to say, okay, 40. It's just 40 push-ups. And so you notice the quick shift. I'm not going to say, oh, it's a big number. Because yeah. then you already psych yourself out. Um, so I'm just going to say 40, 40 uninterrupted push-ups. Can I do that right now? I might not be there right now. So I'm going to build to that. And yeah. I may just start with 10, 
10 this week, every day, 11 next week, maybe add one each day until you just could get to that capacity. So you just build over time instead of saying, oh, I can't do that right now. And you never get started. So the most important thing is to get started. Uh, If anyone's interested in the actual study, I'll I'll tag it on my Instagram post today and and put it out there. But to me, it's um, it's an important study because really what we have to do is we need to start moving. And the the, the thing about the push-up is if you do it correctly, you know, it's working chest, shoulders, when you tuck your pelvis, squeezing your glutes, yeah, your core, all, every aspect. So it's really a moving plank, you know, if you think about it that way. And when you push up, you know, you really engage your back muscles. So it'll work every part of your body. So it's a great exercise. And if you don't have a lot of time, and you just want to do hold the plank and just do it five times, it's a great way to get started. So that whole excuse of not having time kind of goes out the window because I think it only takes, I don't know, to do five push-ups, 30 seconds. Yeah, no, it's true. And, you know, you're maybe a performance coach, but you're an accountability coach as well. So you're going to keep you keep your clients accountable. And sometimes we don't have someone to keep us, keep us accountable. We should keep ourselves accountable. This is for this challenge for anything in life. You know, I always think that writing it down, it really helps. And then like, once you do, you know, every morning before starting my day, I write down everything that I have to do for work, for health, for food, for anything. I know that it's like, I'm a list person, but the pleasure to do checks, you know, every time, exactly. It's, it's, it will really, really help you. So talking about writing, you wrote a book, you're a published author, and your book is Accelerate, a guided playbook for young scholars, artists, and athletes. So let's talk a little bit about your book. Who should read your book? What is your book about? So so my book is really in a personal development space for young people. So anyone from eighth grade through 12th grade, but to be honest with you, if, if it's a parent and they're reading it with their child, spending some time with them, you know, a page a day, two pages a day, I think you'll find you know, I talk about how I got my name. I talk about why I did it. I talk about my grandmother and how she was super important in, in my family. And, you know, so, you know, I was someone, I was the first college graduate from my family. So that was, you know, also a goal for myself. So just, it talks about just setting goals. Also, it talks about just, you know, being a part of the team. Like that I said, it's like, it's super important. Like the one thing I, I didn't share is when you were part of a team, that's, that's one of the skills that, that's transferable to business and other aspects of your life because you become, you, you learn your role, you learn your responsibility, and, and you learn that other people are, well, actually, you're expecting yourself to, to live up to what it is that you say you're going to do, but then other people are also have expectations of you. So mm-hmm. it's important for you to follow through on what it is that you say you're going to do. And everyone can benefit from that, you know, whether it's in our work life or whether it's in your family or if you're starting a family with someone else and you're bringing someone into your family. So um, those are things that are just beautiful things for that. So the the reason why I wrote the book is because I continue to see young people just kind of making the same mistakes over and over again. And to me, I'm like, wow, you're at a really awesome stage of your life where you're around all these people. And of course, you got some developmental things happening um, because their brains aren't going to be fully developed until the age of like 25, 26, 27. And you know, and, and they don't necessarily have the, the best confidence, but that's why it's important at that time in your life where you have the people around you who are supporting you. So if you want to be a thespian, like I didn't run track my, was it my, I think it was my senior year. No, no, no. It was my junior year. I didn't run track because I wanted to play. Now I'm not going to, I usually like to say I wanted to play uh, a white police officer. So I was Officer Krupke in West Side Story, <laughs> Okay, <laughs> which obviously is a kind of a challenge. You know, I got permanent 10 skin, but it was fun. It was one of the most difficult things I'd ever done. Being on stage, learning timing, having presence, being with others, a stage crew, you know, this is a completely different experience than football. But the team aspect, the people aspect was the same. You know, you needed each other in order to be successful. And of course, you know, my coaches and everyone else supported me and was uh, encouraged me. But the reason why I wrote the book is because I see students who need to just just try to instill some confidence in them that, yeah, you might be going through a difficult time right now. You're growing, you're developing, 
trust the process. It's not going to happen overnight. And I think that's probably the, the toughest challenge with our society is the instant gratification. Yeah. Like, I, yeah, I was a good athlete coming out of high school. No doubt about it. Going to the next level, was I going to play right away? I was a quarterback in high school. I get to college. There's a guy by the name of Boomer Esiason who had an unbelievable NFL career. You know, you're, you, have, you have to learn how to compete. There's yeah. another guy by the name of Frank Reich. Frank Reich is the current head coach of the Indianapolis Colts. Um, he also had an unbelievable NFL career. They were quarterbacks. So I had to change positions. So I had to learn how to shift into a different area of my life. So I talk about those types of things that letting students know things aren't always going to go the way you planned. Yeah. First, you need a plan. It's good to have a plan. Put forth the best effort. But then when things you need to make that adjustment, make the adjustment and then go from there. So. <laughs> Yeah. So I think like most of the listeners that I have will be the parents. If you have to give advice to the parents, because I know that parents, like when they see a potential in their kids, they're very excited. And sometimes like, what is the point where they're pushing it too far or like they're really encouraging? Like what's that thin line for parents? <laughs> Here's why I'm laughing. So I have three children and, you know, what, 31, 29 and 25. And I remember my youngest son, He was um, a junior in high school. He was taking, I think it was calculus. And, you know, you check their grades online and, and I'm looking at his grade and I asked him a question. I'm like, hey, Jordan, do you need to study? He's like, dad, I got this. And he's like, dad, I, I really got this. So to me, the point, the number one tip I would say, use both ears, really listen. Yeah. Focus in on what they're telling you. And the reason why I say that is because a lot of students feel like they're not being heard, especially from their parents. Yeah. Um, and some work that I've done with young people, they tell me that a lot. And um, so my tip would be, be silent, which is listen spelled backwards. Mm -hmm. Listen, but listen, not necessarily listen to respond. Listen to what they're really telling you, because a lot of times they want you to know that they're struggling with something. I'll, I'll, I'll share this with you. I mean, which is really, really here. The latter part of my last week was I had a young person who I worked with. She, um, I worked with her on her a capstone project, and she just shared with me that she was sexually assaulted. And she hasn't told her parents yet. No. And the reason why she hasn't told her parents is because she's just, she, she's, of course, she's ashamed and all those other things that come with that. But she doesn't think she's going to get the support that she needs from them. So imagine something as difficult as that. That's where you really, really need them. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, I just say, listen, listen, really listen to your parents. I mean, well, parents really listen to your children. Your kids. Yeah. Do yeah, you have a lot of young um, clients, like parents send you their, their, their kids as, you know, like helping them to go through, because like it, it's a process to go through all this, all, yeah. you know, like being like having some talent but you know getting blocked on the road and then you're the, the one of the great ones to to help them so do you have a lot of clients like that well i've worked in high schools and i've worked at the in higher okay. education so so my job and the reason why i did coaching is because it's those learning having those skills and being able to apply it to people so it's the same thing in my opinion like being able to work with a young person to being mm -hmm. able to work with an of adult course. you know so it's 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 very similar. And um, so in the past, yes, I have. And that's the one of the reasons why I wrote a book is yeah. because I was working with young people. I'm transitioning a bit more where I'll still work with young people, but I'm also working with professionals and, um, you know, mid-career professionals and people in my age group, uh, which is fun. So I like to do different types of things okay. and yeah. um, inspire and continue to learn. <laughs> Yeah. And I know now I'm going to keep you accountable. I know that you have a second book in you that's going to, that's being happening. That's like concocting, like cooking. <laughs> What yeah, is it? Yeah, it's, it's gonna, it, I'm thinking about a collaboration with, um, with someone who works with body imagery and um, they work. So she's a, um, a PhD um, at Penn State University. And, and uh, we actually went to Uh, rival high school, so to speak. So she went to Glen Burnie High School yeah. and I went to Northeast. And, and and actually her brother and I, we played football against each other. And so it's kind of fun to to do a collaboration with someone who you may not have necessarily known at that time. But because of the first book, you know, we kind of came together and we're like, all right, what can we do together that where we can help further and educate young people and, and the parents 
who are dealing with some of the issues of identity and some of the other things that students are facing. Okay, so, that's uh, great. <laughs> yeah. So that's cool. We're going to wait for that. And you'll come back on the show to talk about that book when it will be out. Um, before wrapping up, where can people find you? Give us about, about everything. <laughs> so my, my, my website is 43, so 4340, F-O-R-T-Y, coaching.com. I'm also on Instagram at Z-I-Z-87 underscore. And pretty much if you say my name, if, if you just say Ziz Abdur Raouf, <laughs> which is really easy to smell. It's like, it's, it's like, smell. I know it's so easy, it right? Like <laughs> <laughs> well, um, but yeah, uh, at Ziz87, and I can share with them all my... Exactly. Um, on Voice America, under your bio, we have your website, and I will put it on Facebook so the listeners can find you easily and have access to you easily. So before wrapping up, I asked to all my guests, what makes you happy today? Being In a minute, alive. you have a minute. <laughs> being you, alive. You know, being alive. And so I did something this morning. I rode bike with my neighbor and his sister, who I got a chance to meet. So for me... I love being around people. People are super interesting to me and fascinating. And I listen, I'm just super curious. So to me, being curious, interacting with others and having fun. That's amazing. So listeners, thank you for listening. Another amazing podcast with a great guest. Uh, Don't forget to rate me on Apple Podcasts and show me some love. And we're going to say goodbye to this. Thank you so much for coming on my show. And I I tell to everyone, see you next Tuesday. We're going to talk about listening to your inner senses. It's going to be very interesting podcast again. They're all interesting, all my podcasts, (laughs) just in case. I wish you an amazing week and amazing day. Bye for now. Thank you for listening to Say Yes, Be Happy. Please join Natalie Botros for another show next Tuesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time and noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Listen to this program again or any of our past episodes on demand and on your favorite podcast platform. Until next time, keep saying yes and find your happiness.